Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome back to the Grief Gang podcast with me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. The message behind the Grief Gang is to normalize the topic of conversation that is grief. People living with grief can often feel ashamed, isolated and alone. This podcast was created to break those taboos after I myself experienced all of those feelings after the loss of my mum in 2016. I decided enough was enough and we need to talk about this. You'll hear on this podcast an array of stories and experiences, some being my own and some being fantastic guest episodes and their incredible stories. You'll laugh, you'll cry, but I hope above all, I hope you'll learn. I hope you'll learn that you are not alone in your grief journey, that you have a voice and it should be heard, that you and your grief matter. So without further ado, I'll let you enjoy the episode. Happy listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grief Gang podcast with me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. I'm really banging these out for you guys. You're getting you're getting the content like never before. I've never been so proactive in my life. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm back with another fantastic guest episode. I'm so, so excited to interview this guest and have a good old chin wag because I've been following uh, quite closely for a while and I've seen it grow and the message behind it, I think, is so lovely. And so I cannot wait to delve deep and dirty dirty i hope it's not dirty into it <laughs> so without further ado i would like to introduce frankie davies the creator and founder of pixie divine frankie thank you so much for being here today how are you my dear i'm good i'm really happy to be here i've been wanting to get involved for a long time so i was very excited when you asked me <laughs> to come on yeah. honestly the, the uh, feeling is mutual like i just said in the intro there i've been i've been following for a while what you're doing um and I'll give it away. I've purchased as well. So I've got a little teaser for this <laughs> is there, what it's about. Um, and I love it. And I love seeing what, what's coming forth. And I can't wait to find out more from you. So Frankie, obviously there's a reason today why you are here on the Grief Gang podcast. It's always a shit reason. It's never a great reason why people are on my podcast, to be honest. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, it is. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no glitter over Don't here. Die. Yeah. <laughs> so, Frankie, could you tell the listeners <laughs> and the viewers um, a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, and who it is that we are here to remember and talk about today? Um. So, hello, everybody. Um, <laughs> I'm Frankie. So, I'm, how old am I? 28. <laughs> Just turned 28. Um, approaching the dirty thirties, pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Am. I am. Yeah, not, not, not. Do you know what? Actually, I think I used to be a bit of like, oh god, I don't want to be thirty. But I think now I'm kind of accepting it and yeah. embracing, you know, the inevitable. So yeah, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just finished uni, so I, I went to uni quite late. Um. I just graduated last year, um, studied education um, with mm-hmm. no intention of going on to work in education. So I don't really know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Um, yeah, just kind of been plodding along. I was you know, unemployed after I graduated and was, um, you know, needing to do something to earn a living. So I started Pixie yeah. Divine. But uh, yeah, today mm. I'm here to talk about my lovely mother, Sue, who passed away in May last year. So yeah. Mm. We're a Sue gang. We're a Sue gang. Yeah, 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 we are. <laughs> what is it about the Sue's? I feel like every person I've met whose mum died is it's a Sue. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the name's curse. I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, thank you, Frankie. Yeah, so yeah, we'll go into pixies of ryan and the message behind it but um obviously yeah so yeah then mum's anniversary is approaching um would you mind taking us back a little bit into the story of mum yeah so um she was so we found out in so for a long time it's really like annoying now because i look back and i'm like the signs were there and we know yes, that's always know. the case in it, yeah, babe. It's, it's always really, the case. Yeah, yeah, it's really frustrating. But so in I think January of last year, she had fallen ill and went into hospital. And I think she was in for a couple of days. And I remember being at uni, um, and I had no, I had an interview, I had a job interview at uni, mm. and um my phone was just like ringing, ringing, ringing in my pocket. And you know, when you're like, it, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. But then because it yeah. kept ringing, I was like, something's up. Mm. And I looked at my phone and the first thing I'd seen was I've got a brain tumour. Oh my God. So obviously like I completely, I'm in the middle of this like group interview and I just like my, everything just went really blurry and stuff. Um, so yeah, um, found out she had a brain tumour and then we weren't because obviously you can have like um benign or yeah malignant or something I yeah think it's called yeah um so we kind of you know were in a bit of limbo for a while not knowing if it was benign or not um and then she had a like um brain brain surgery brain surgery yeah um to get yeah like a biopsy on it because we'd had like scans and stuff and they were really unsure you know it looked you know it, it was widespread on her yeah. brain but the doctor was kind of not sure if it 
he hadn't seen it anything like it before so he didn't right. want to say oh this is you know it looks like cancer he was like it could yeah. be it could you know so she had, she had to have a biopsy which was like awful mm. um to kind of you know i picked her up from the hospital and she was i mean to be honest with you i think from the day she was diagnosed i say to my brother like she was basically not her anymore you know she yeah. was just completely like Mm. I mean, gone. Different, really. yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I picked her up from the hospital, and she was just like, yeah, it was just horrible to see, really. And um, yeah, I was dressing her, and it kind of gave me that thing of you know they will say it kind of you go round in a circle in life. It goes full circle. Yeah, yeah, and it was really sad actually to kind of be looking at her like that. Um, and yeah, and then what happened after that? I think it was around. Mother's Day, she was supposed to go and start. So we found out it was cancer that, that came back. Yeah, then, it was cancer, and she went for. Um, she was supposed to have her radiotherapy and chemotherapy because brain cancer is like probably I think one of the hardest ones to cure. So you have to have both. Yeah. And then COVID was beginning to be, you know really take yeah, over. March, and, yeah, 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 and um, <clears throat> I think she'd felt symptomatic and so they were like oh mm-hmm. don't come in okay um just in case you know you've got covid and then i think literally within two days she'd had like two seizures and at night during the night and she'd fallen out of bed hit her head mm. and from that point she was um taken into hospital she was unconscious for about a week i think then they wanted to move her out um of the hospital because they were, you know, saying COVID is spreading and she's not yeah. safe there. Um, and now that she was out of um, intensive care, they thought it was best that she went into a hospice. Right. So obviously once you hear that, you're like, yeah. well, yeah. what does that mean? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, she went into the hospice and we were only allowed to see her for a week because straight after that, they fully locked it down. Like no guests yeah. were allowed to visit. So, all of the kids, me, her partner, some of her friends went to see her. You know, she was essentially, like, gone, really. Right, yeah. Um, barely, like, conscious half the time. And so I had to FaceTime her for the next two months, you know, pretty much every day. Yeah. Watch her, you know, crying. And, yeah. you know, you could see it was almost like... She was trapped in her own body, but also mm. she wasn't aware of what was going on, you know, so it was yeah. a very conflicting thing to see. And yeah, so she came home in May for, I think, two days. And then she just got, over those two days, she just rapidly declined. And, mm-hmm. you know, because I was her next of kin, it, and my sister had been staying with her looking after her when the carers weren't there and she'd call me all night or text me and say you know mum's being sick and you know she's yeah and I did the google thing and it was basically saying like when somebody's dying it's essentially like their body starts to you know um so yeah I just made the executive decision to to put her back into the hospice because I just felt like she wasn't I didn't want her to die at home I just didn't Mm. it didn't especially because I knew the kids would continue living there. It just didn't feel right. And I, I okay. feel like she, we wanted her to be in like the best you know, place for her. Yeah. So I put her back in the hospice and then literally they called me at like eight o'clock in the morning the next day saying, you know, we think she's close. 
um, you know, we're happy to let two people come and see her. So I kind of quickly rallied. I couldn't do it. So I got her partner and my other sister to like that told them they could go and then literally mm. 10 minutes later she called me back and you know obviously I knew as soon as I saw the number mm. come up and yeah she just you know had said she'd um passed away and that there was a hospice like member of staff with her and they were listening to music okay. and stuff and yeah kind of yeah been a, been just a whirlwind since then <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So yes, yeah, so in May, like that was it was yeah, that's like peak peak time for us. Mm-hmm. And and do you think Frankie even? Oh, you say like you, you know you couldn't do it. Do you think if the times weren't like they were then, you potentially would have gone? Um, to see her in the hospice. Yeah. No, no I. Do you think I that's just... your general call? That was your general call. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I didn't want my last memory of her already was pretty bad so I didn't want to see her like I like to imagine her like alive I didn't yeah yeah, alive and well and fit and I think there's nothing wrong with that I do when when I think of my mum I don't much it's hard not to sometimes think of those really horrible moments in their last you know weeks days hours I like to think of my I like to think of my mum before even like I was here like when she was young young yeah like when, she yeah. Her, when her hair was long yeah and she was like she my mum loved her sunbeds like loved her sunbeds she <laughs> she fully had a sunbed in their gaff when she was younger <laughs> and I was like what and so I think of her like that yeah um so then Frankie so then with that I'm thinking in May. And then, well, I think we need to tell the people what Pixie Divine is, for one. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm, before I ask this question, can you tell us what Pixie Divine is mm-hmm. and why it, well, we know why it was created. But from mum dying to the moment you had this thought, what was, what was going through your head? So give a little bit to what Pixie Divine is and then we'll go into that, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it feels like such a long time ago now. I'm like, what? Oh, I don't yeah. even know where it came from. But basically, so like I said earlier, I, was, I wasn't I was working. Yeah. Um, and I was basically, I'd become the primary caregiver for my siblings you know they were with their dad but he's you know benefits and stuff and he wasn't getting any money for them at the time so okay it was all on my shoulders to provide so I had to think quickly and think how I could make some money um and I'd been part of this brain tumor carers group okay for a few months and I don't I, I guess maybe I saw someone else doing candles and it just kind of came to me like oh maybe I could do that like that could mm. be a fun thing to try and uh, initially it was actually to raise money to try and because mm. with my mum passing away because we literally come from it, she comes from a wealthy family but she's like disengaged from them so yeah that, that don't mean shit sometimes does it <laughs> no, no, same, no. Same, same with my mum it was yeah. like I won't say like wealthy but you know they could have dug deep but it don't, it don't yeah. matter sometimes yeah. does it yeah no yeah and um yeah, so she, you know, all my mum left us was literally like her debt, basically. Yeah, so, yeah same, same, yeah. <laughs> thanks, mum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, 
yeah so I, I thought I really wanted to do something that so almost like her death wasn't in vain so, so she could mm-hmm. be giving something back you know yeah so yeah I did started making the candles and I kind of kept it within that group to begin with and loads of them were buying them and one person well no two people actually one person said they had put it on the can because it was um the candle was called warrior yeah um because I know they use that term a lot for cancer patients Mm -hmm. and one person had put it on her husband's casket during his service Mm -hmm. and another one had I think bought it to the funeral and matched like the scent with the so it was lavender fragrance and she put lavender like on his so that was really nice and yeah it kind of made me want to continue it Mm. um and yeah so pixie kind of came from that really and has gone on to be it's gone on to be amazing for once (laughs) it's gone on to be amazing yeah it, it is it has been you know completely unexpected and i never thought it would have got to the sort of the point that it's at now but mm. it's evolved so much from what it was. And at the beginning, it was just simply me making some candles and, you know, tr- trying out different shapes and, you know, things mm. like that. But it's really allowed me to get back in touch with my own personal, like, creative side that I lost in myself. And yeah. so when my mum had first died, I went to see two psychics because mm. I just wanted to hear from her and to mm. know she was okay. Yeah. Um. Um, they both mentioned things about like creative me being creative and although to be fair when I went into the second one I had green hair so I thought mm, a bit of and I've got tattoos all over me so yeah she thought <laughs> let know. me just throw in creative and yeah. see what comes back yeah um but yeah they both said similar things in that respect and so that really pushed me like okay maybe I should planted a seed something. yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah it's kind of gone on to be a bit of me trying everything really like you know candles and I do I make rugs now um working with clay you know loads of things even I'm just gonna start doing some courses to help people with small businesses yeah you know try help them build it and you know mistakes I've learned so that they don't have to basically yeah um so yeah it's that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is in a nutshell. Um, but as, as you just said there, like it's evolved. And yeah, like when I first came across you, you, like you were just doing the candle and I loved it and I got mine. And there's something about buying when you know, when, you, when you're buying with purpose and there's mm. incentive behind it and, you know, small business. Um, and as soon as I found out that, you know, it was in, you, you created it in memory of your mum, I just felt so like drawn, drawn to it. Yeah. Um, and even though our mums are both past completely different things, I just thought this is such a lovely thing and I, I'd, I'd love to purchase and give back and I love it. Um, and so then, so with that, obviously with, with Pixie Divine, you've gone on to, to like feature in quite like some magazines and get some good and like press and stuff. And that's such a wonderful yeah. thing. And um, I wonder if I want to ask you if you can relate to this as well, sort of um, I've had, fantastic opportunities come my way and television and whatever and it's cool but then there's that small thing in the back of your head of this wouldn't happen if your mum didn't die yeah and yeah and I wanted to ask you and I know you're you're, you're very vocal on social media and I love I love when you get into it and I love when you're you're on stories <laughs> I do I love it I love it Ranting. So, yeah <laughs> literally I love when I get on a rant as well I'm like yeah the people can have it they can get it today um <laughs> And I just wanted to ask you, sort of, yeah, how do you feel? You know, what, as you said, you know, you started it off just as something, you know, personal within the group, within the Facebook group or the support group. 
and now that it's gone it's gone to be a brand it's gone to be a brand now essentially and how does that feel for you you love creating it and you know you started it essentially sort of like you know not like make a quick buck but you thought you know i want to tap tap into my creativity but i also need to make money because i need to provide yeah and it's now gone on to be something really successful mm-hmm. and that thought of oh shit the success has come off the back of this and how yeah. do you navigate around that so you know it's every time I think the worst thing about those sort of things you know being featured in stylist magazine which is a dream really Mm. every time that happens I'm like oh mum you know like Mm. that's who you want to tell isn't it you know I'm very very close to my dad but my mum's my Your best mom. friends yeah you know? yeah and always so proud of everything I did and so that can be really bittersweet you know mm. those achievements and yeah yeah you know, be all being because of her death I think it took me a while to be okay with that and you know I always say I would give everything up in a heartbeat for her you know mm-hmm. I don't want any of this if, yeah. if it you know it's it means nothing it's if it it's all for her and if I'd rather she was here obviously Mm. but then now I try to see it as you know I hate that sort of everything happens for a reason Mm -mm. but I've really made a point in my life in the last year to see everything as you know I don't see why negativity and negative mindset and you know I could have been I could have just grieved and cut myself off from everyone and stayed unemployed and blamed the world, you know, for, for everything that happened. Yeah. But instead I want to take that and think, okay, she did die and this has come from it. And it, it was as, as sad as it sounds like that, that was what was meant to happen. Yeah. And maybe this will help me change my siblings' lives. And that's because of her. So she actually is doing something for us, exactly. you know? Yeah. Um, even like, she she um, lived in a council house, and we're trying to buy it because you know we could get a really big discount on that, and yeah. that's her thing to us because she didn't have anything else. But actually, that is so small. You know, it's not always about money, and it's all yeah. these things that are happening to me now. I look at that and go, "That's you know, my mum is making this happen." Like it's legacy. It's legacy. Like definitely. And I think people might see, you know, legacy. That's that's something that sort of I've sort of tried to. My view of legacy before was very like like of wealth, legacy and wealth and assets and stuff mm. like that. But legacy, so it's not it's not sometimes um, the physical things stuff like that. Legacy is uh, like life lessons and the way you make people feel and the way you um, you inspired them. Yeah. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing, you know. Whatever, if your mum couldn't left you anything behind, whatever. And I know, and, and for some people, it's like um, some people are left in really awful situations, awful yeah. if someone dies. But um, yeah, I've come to view it like that as well too, Frankie. Sort of, um, you know, mum shouldn't leave us with a pot to piss in to a degree, but she left me. And over the years, I'm seeing those lessons come to fruition, and yeah. I can see that those conversations that we had um and why she felt the need to have them with me then um and I heard people say you know you know a parent 
I saw something before and it was like, our oh, parents sets you up for everything in life, but um, not how to live without them. Yeah. And I saw it. And then I was like, I actually challenged that. I feel mm. like, I feel like my mum kind of set me up for a life without her because when she did die, like I, I was only 19 and I knew how to cook, clean, all that, all that sort of fundamental shit to get yeah. me through the day. Yeah, and as much as it would piss me off that she make me do the dinner like every day <laughs> or do my own washing, mm-hmm. in a weird way I see it as she probably she knew at her time was she had a heart attack and it was sudden, but she knew that she ain't gonna be here forever. Yeah, and she can't mollycoddle me forever. Yeah, but yeah, it's um yeah, it's really interesting to I'm totally with you there of the the when the when the big moments happen and the cool moments happen, the only person you want to call is them, and then yeah, you're like. But- uh, Sorry, you know, as I say, I, you know, I, I'm not a religious person, I would say, but they, I just, you know, she's seeing everything as, you know, yeah. and as is your mum and that feeling, you know, they're not here physically, but I just know, even like when those little signs happen, even if you mm. want to cling on to though something that maybe my boyfriend will be like, oh God, here she yeah. goes again. <laughs> There's like a, a, a blimp went past on my camera f- when I was videoing something the other day and I was like, yeah. oh, it's my mum passing <gasps> yeah, yeah, by, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I take those and I'm like, she's here and she's seen everything. And when we're mm. reunited one day and in, in another place. Rain, yeah. realm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do that. I feel like they're, they're our biggest supporters from from like the other side of forever and they're rooting yeah. for us and almost like sometimes I feel like when these good things happen and these amazing opportunities I almost feel like it is like like you know our mums I love us they're kind of moving heaven and earth wherever they are mm. to make sure that this path is clear for us to get here yeah, to get these blessings definitely. to get these opportunities um yeah. the biggest you know guardian angel in our life and um yeah, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, what was what was yours and your mum's relationship like? What was like a normal like, like conversation between you? What what did what did it look like? How did how did your mum parent and love? Uh, you know, my mum was Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. or is I should say she mm. we were like sisters mm. we weren't you know it was a, it was a funny one because her relationship with my one of my sisters they're very they were very close and that sort of you know if my sister had um 
something on her boob, she could go and show yeah. my mum, you know. But yeah. whereas I'm a bit, me and my mum, because I feel we're like too close almost. You know, you have one of those friends yeah. who are too close, it makes you feel sick, like, yeah, like to be like that. that. Yeah, so me are you, are you like the that. eldest? Are you the I'm eldest? I'm the eldest okay, yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. my mum oh, right. had like I always forget how many kids my mum. I think she had eight kids. <laughs> okay, and I'm the third. You, got, you got a brood. You got a brood. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were very yeah very close in a sort of sister way, and I was always her like shoulder to lean on okay my mum mum's a very strong woman and she's been through so much in her mm. life and it i think unfortunately it made her quite a weak person sort yeah, of emotionally very that, yeah. yeah and she vulnerable. was very very vulnerable and mm. she'd been in so many toxic relationships that i think it really damaged her self-worth and her belief in herself and mm. you know it it ended up, you know, me always being the one giving her advice and trying to get her out of these situations and telling her she could mm. do better and, you know. Mm. So, yeah, our relationship was, yeah, I I wouldn't, you know, you know at the time, you sometimes you're like, oh, God, my mum's moaning again. <laughs> God, mum, please. But, yeah, I wouldn't change yeah. any of that about her. But, um, yeah, she was, I would, I always say my mum wasn't the best mum. I never mm. used to buy her cards on Mother's Day that were like, best mum in the world. <laughs> Neither. Because she wasn't, you know? <laughs> but, did, she, did she ever question you on that? Was she ever like, why not get me best mum? <laughs> no, she didn't actually. But it's quite funny because I was going through when she passed, I was going through some of her like Mother's Day cards she had. And I was looking at ones I'd written her and I realised that I'm a very blunt person because I would literally mm. just... I think in one of them I wrote, <laughs> Mum, cheer up, love Fran. <laughs> On Mother's Day, so... Um, yeah. She... Yeah, so it's very, yeah, very reliant on me. And, um, but as a mother, like I said, not wasn't the best mum, but she was our mum and she was the yeah. best we could have asked for. And yeah. she do everything, give us everything. And, you know, like you said earlier, they are preparing you for these moments mm. and without them being there. And I'm so proud of the person that I am. And that's because mm. of my mum. Like, I, yeah, you know, like I said, I'm very close to my dad, but I live, I've lived with my mum pretty much my whole life. And mm. I, we, you know, I grew up on a council estate in Brixton and had no money mm. and I, did drop out of school and I had my moments but I actually went on to be a really I think kind and I don't know giving yeah. person and you I feel like that you ain't done bad girl you ain't done bad <laughs> <laughs> you can give yourself your flowers you can yeah, say I'm not a cunt you can I, say I, you're not a cunt <laughs> I need to start being more I say this to everyone why are we so afraid to praise ourselves and be proud exactly. of ourselves and I am like very proud of especially in the last year just how much I've I've always I think I've always been mature for my age and stuff and I'm nearly 30 so mm. yeah you kind of have to be mature but it's just <laughs> you say that I know so, many 30 year olds who aren't <laughs> well yeah no that's true my boyfriend's a bit older than me and I'm definitely way more mature than him <laughs> but, um, you know there's in the past there's been jobs that I've quit because I just don't think I'm capable and I don't believe in myself. And then when yeah. my mum died, 
you no one's the the really bad thing about like going to school and stuff is nobody teaches you how to do these things like when someone dies there's actually a full-on list of things that have admin. to be admin admin yeah oh. deathmin deathmin <laughs> Deathmin, yeah. The deathmin is is not the one. It's so true. It's so true, Frankie. And it's like, yeah, no one ever teaches this stuff. And you kind of just hope that somebody in your life might have had this experience before and could maybe guide you. And even yeah. if you don't have that, you've actually got to fucking wing it. And then sometimes these things come to bite you in the arse in like a couple months' time, like you've missed something out. And it's yeah, it's fucking tax man's always after some money after someone's died, the sick bastards. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's just something. And it's so true. Nothing sets you up for it. Um, yeah. You touched on there, like how you're you're really close with your dad, and I saw something yeah. on your stories. Like when I say like give two weeks, and do you know what it was? It was so random. I was on stories really late at night, and I saw you posted it, and I thought, write that down in my notes for Frankie's episode. And I went back to my notes, and where it was literally at a stupid o'clock, my notes were fucked, right? But it was. <laughs> I you saw you wrote something, and I thought that's so lovely, and I'd like like to ask more of like the. Like the, I say, like remaining parent. I was like, your your parents went together when your mum died. Yeah, no, they weren't. No. Yeah, so I meant I've got my notes here. I put you spoke a while back, a while back about how your dad makes forget this is very botched job, very botched job. Um, <laughs> about how your dad makes a conscious effort to speak about your mum on a phone call, and then I put brackets once a week, and I couldn't remember if my eyes weren't forgiving me, but like, you put something on your stories about you and your dad having a conversation, and that it was quite regular. Am I completely incorrect in that? Or no, you no, I know, yeah, no. So you're you're right. He okay. so what happens is my dad is. <sighs> Mr. Motivator and <laughs> think he thinks he knows everything basically. Okay, okay. <laughs> Love that. And um, for a long time it was, you know, oh, I guess like when you're a teenager is especially or you kind of the eye roll thing and you're like, oh <laughs> dad, please stop, <laughs> shut up, you know. But in the in it specifically in this last year, he has been such an important part and and so vital in me continuing to do pixie divine really mm. and what happens is i will get him i'll call him or he'll call me on a sunday evening because i need that pep talk for yeah. the week ahead and you know i try to be really positive like while my mom was ill my dad was constantly like just be positive show her this video that's that's positive message and even though yeah. you know the inevitable it's like yeah. but being negative is not gonna change it it's not gonna make it better True. so it's better to be positive isn't it yeah and he really gives me these you know sometimes it's it, it can be a bit like oh we're on the phone for like over an hour of him just going telling at you. Me, yeah <laughs> you know i'm the one that's in control of what's happening next you know if if yeah if i feel anything basically anything you want i'm a very big believer in whatever you want is already yours yeah. you have you just have to go and get it the mm -hmm. only person stopping you is yourself really yeah and yeah we just you know we've got really close in, in the last years because of this and him giving me the the confidence that I can do these things and there's no reason why I don't deserve the things that I wish I see other people with yeah and I'm you know jealous of them or you know whatever mm. and he's always said to me you know this has taken off because of 
whatever you believe in, whether it is God or your mum, there's something mm. driving you. Yeah. Run with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very helpful part of my life and very necessary for me because yeah. there are times when I do think I can't be bothered to deal with this stress anymore I want to be a normal person and yeah just I want to go to work and let that the other person who's the boss stress and I go home and yeah. at 5 p.m my phone's off yeah I'm you not. can clock out yeah yeah and you can't when you run your own business and sometimes it can become overwhelming especially when you because I like to be honest about business i was just about to say i i, I think like I, I don't see grief gang as like a like a business but it's, it's borderline a brand and stuff like that mm-hmm. but so i can i can relate to some degrees when i see your stuff but i think for those who can really relate to your stuff i think you're such a breath of fresh air in it um <sighs> absolutely honestly i really do and the way i remember seeing ages ago you were like oh I might, you might do like a little like a like a master class was that or like a yeah, little forum yeah. thing and i think yeah yeah i think that's absolutely fantastic that even though you know you're still in the midst of it, you're still learning. You know you, yeah. you're not you're coming. You're saying like I'm the guru. You're not saying shit like that. You're saying I want to help you guys to not make the mistakes that I have. Yeah. And I think there's something really beautiful and really and really and as you went back to you know saying you're a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a dickhead. You're not a dickhead. Oh, but um, <laughs> oh stop it. <laughs> But then those conversations with your dad and stuff, like, do you find with the, so I'm in the same situation, my parents weren't together when my mum died. Mm. And in the beginning, I always, I remember having this sort of, uh, not long after my mum died, this sort of like weird feeling of like, okay, well, he's my only parent. I mean, my dad were very close now as well. And um, I thought, oh, like, he's my only parent left. And when mum died, like, they weren't on the best of terms. Am I going to be able to speak to him? about mum you know they were married for x amount of years had two kids together he's one of the closest things i've got to mum and the memories um and we kind of we kind of broke down those walls and he is some like a bit more confident like when i want to speak about mum he knows so much about her um yeah i wonder how's that for you like you know so you've got your siblings everything like that and you speak to them about mum and stuff but the person who you know they they share a child with um Mm -hmm. how do you speak about mum with dad um, so they were married for, I think, about three months. <laughs> <laughs> Whirlwind romance. Yeah. Um, I think, I think my mum was that fond of him at the, I don't know, at the beginning of their relationship, <laughs> clearly. And yeah, I was, yeah, the only one born between them as a mm. couple, and I think they had a quite an on and off relationship over the years and they went through periods of time where they were, you know, they would talk a lot on the phone and stuff and I'd go save my dad and it would be easy for them to kind of communicate and yeah. you know, pick me up from each other and stuff. Mm. Then it would go through periods of it being really toxic for mm. whatever reason. Um, and they hadn't spoken for years and years and I don't think there was any reason really for it. But then when she got ill, I really wanted my dad to, to speak to her because I I know how annoying he is that he can make you do something you don't want to do. So yeah. I wanted him to tell her she needs to eat these healthy things or, you know, yeah. get, get onto her, get onto her. Yeah. yeah. So I was glad that that kind of was, a you know, that relationship was sort of, I wouldn't say healed because it was it wasn't damaged, but yeah, they did get to kind of speak before she died. And you know, now I 
I try, my dad, I know I can speak to him about her um, if I ever feel like I need to, but the issue I have is that my dad can, so I only recently kind of, I've been kept it to myself a lot that I like believe that I have PTSD. Yeah. And with my dad is he's the sort of person where he's like it's all in your mind you know mm, yeah, you don't yeah. say you have that because he's he taught me a, a while ago and it's something I really believe now like you shouldn't say certain words like oh my back's killing me or I, yeah or like you know oh I mean? I'm so funny I'm dying I'm shit dying like that. yeah yeah because yeah. you know he you know he believes that if you say these sort of things then you'll end up yeah they come to fruition yeah yeah and i to a degree i do believe that because i think the stress ultimately probably kills a lot of people because it causes a lot of the illnesses that people Mm. go on to die Mm -hmm. from and stuff so but um yeah so i you know was a bit uncomfortable telling him about me having that and so there's certain things sometimes if i do bring up my mum he'll try and be a bit more like you know i don't know it's fine to be to feel like that but you've got xyz you've got a he's looking for he's exactly that like a solution man in it yeah he's a solution yeah yeah and sometimes you do need that and then it's there sometimes isn't it frankie we just kind of like i just want to vent and cover ground and I, i'm not looking for solutions right now like, yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely so Mm. <laughs> yeah so like a, yeah so like you you feel comfortable like speaking to dad but sometimes you're a bit like oh i don't know if i can be bothered today yeah I, I i yeah i keep those sort of i think as well because he was always been against like therapy okay and those sorts of things and i'm not like the biggest fan of them mm. and so when i sometimes think oh maybe i should just do it because yeah it, it can be good because I, ha- I i used to have therapy but then i i haven't had it since my my mum was ill since she died and so i don't yeah. know how that would would it be better for me now yeah well what but, you're gonna what you're gonna get from therapy now yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I i just it's not something i would approach to my dad for his opinion because yeah. i would imagine he would be like no <laughs> shut it down yeah yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, where do you where do you go sort of like to outlet your grief, Frankie? Is there people in your life, and or like do you obviously Pixie is a huge part in that in outletting, mm. I suppose, in your grief and creating, and it's solely, um, you know, made a memory of your mum. But how do, how do you how do you find you best express your grief and your love for your mum? Uh, I am very lucky. So my boyfriend um, lost his mum when he was I think 19 okay so it's a weird one actually I think a lot of people can uh, agree and relate that in a weird way not that you're happy but Mm. it's nice you know it's yeah you're not reveling in it but you're like I'm glad that you get not glad that you get it but like it brings comfort Mm. that you know that the person that you lay down with every day at night gets Mm. it yeah Mm, definitely and you, you you see them and you know that they've come out of it you know mm-hmm. now they those memories that are quite sad now at the moment you, you're blurred by the sad memories eventually they become nice memories you think of them in funny situations and stuff you know mm-hmm. so that's been a really big help for me and um my friends you know I've got some really I'm very lucky to have you know very good like best friends and who've been 
you know, sometimes there's friendships that there's a, you kind of start to feel like you might be annoying them with the whole yeah yeah grief trust me, thing. yeah 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 the whole baggage and I, yeah <laughs> and I try I was actually speaking about this with one of my good friends yesterday like I try to not always bring these you know especially when you're drinking it, it oh yeah it's, 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 it's inevitable really for me anyway and yeah. I, I always feel bad and I'm like I, I don't want to always bring up but it's a part of me now unfortunately mm-hmm. and it's a big part of it's shaped who the person I am now and it shaped your career yeah totally and, and it's kind of the people don't like oh, it's a sticky yeah. one isn't it because it's you know some people they could be people in your life for years mm. but this is now you know a center of center of your world not a center of your world but it's a huge part in your world as grief is um it doesn't have to define you but it's a big part of you definitely but yeah you feel like you can speak to those friends yeah i i'm i feel like very lucky to have the people that i do feel that comfortable you know being honest about how i feel and and I, i i try not i try not to scare people but i also in a way, whenever I am talking to my friends, I, I kind of tend to make a point that I've been through it now. So even if, you know, anyone who doesn't want to hear it, like, it's going to happen to you. Yeah. I've got one up on you. <laughs> you know I'm ahead I mean? of you lot. Yeah. I'm ahead of you lot. I am. Like... I am. Um, <laughs> and, I, you know, I don't want to say that and, like, a, come across as an arsehole, but... It's, it's, it's the reality. blunt truth it's the blunt truth and you know not even like the blunt truth it's just it's reality isn't it Frankie? it's like yeah. and i've known people sort of like you know they hear my story or whatever or i remember in my workplace they'd be like that and this lady i never i'll never forget it because it was borderline borderline ignorant and i was talking about my mom whatever and she was like she literally she went oh no i can't i can't and i was like <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and then she was like, "I can't." The thought of me leaving like my daughter, like me dying, leave my daughter, makes me like literally want to cry. And I was like, "That?" I was like, "No, we can't be having that." I was like, "Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I went, you know, you are gonna die." <laughs> and she was like, "Don't." I said, "But you are gonna die." I said, "So fix up, teach her some life lessons, teach her some fundamentals." Yeah, but yeah, sure. some people, it's um, they they really think uh, invincible. They like, do. No, and it doesn't discriminate. Yeah, it don't discriminate. It's coming for you, whether you like it or not. <laughs> oh, brilliant, Frankie. Right, I've got my last and final question for you. It's a question that I ask all my guests um, on the show. Um, so if you could go back to your, so I say younger, what is younger? Because you are going back in time. Um, pre-bereaved self. You, you, I know you said you might not feel young, but you are young. <laughs> if you could go back to your younger pre-bereaved self, and give yourself some honest and truthful advice for the journey you're about to go on, what would it be? Ooh. <laughs> uh, sit back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Baby! It's going to be a bumpy one. Yeah? Um, I think... Oh, I don't know. I don't. I, to be honest with you, I would just keep being the same that I am I I haven't changed and I actually probably the only thing I would say is to be have better relationships with my siblings because 
I'm so so I've, I've always been really close to my, to my siblings but mm. now they're like my babies like especially mm. the younger two I just love them like I, you know they're my own kids and yeah if I at the I wish I could be more sort of ready to be like mum for them if because like now I know that that has happened and it now I think oh if I'd have known then that this was going to happen I would have been way more prepared mm-hmm. for the amount of love that I'm gonna mm. have for these kids and um because it's a bit overwhelming at the moment for me yeah. you know to because I think you know so I, a lot of people will say um I don't know like my sister had a baby and I just love my niece so much and she's been such a light in this dark time mm. I'm like how could I love my own child as much as I love her and and yeah yeah I just wish I was a bit more prepared for that role that I was gonna end up taking as basically mum mm. mm. um but yeah apart from that I'd just be be prepared for a bummy ride but it, it's actually fun at times you know Mm-hmm. can't change the bad thing that's happened so I just want to take the, the good side of it and say yeah it's a bit shit but actually it's brought me a lot of opportunity and yeah happiness absolutely in, frankly in some ways. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah I think I think your your pre-bury self would if you were to show her like a montage of what the future is going to show she'd be like shit like <laughs> oh my god like this, this is all it's all right to some degree it's all right there's some there's some good moments and I think that's something I can look back on too and go well, shit but there were some good times I'm yeah. glad that you can I'm glad that you can see that Frankie I really am yeah, oh well that's us all done Frankie thank you so so much for being oh. a guest on the show no thank you <laughs> <laughs> I really cannot wait to see what comes out of more of, of Pixie Divine. I love it. Um, please tag yourself, plug yourself. Where can people find you? What can they buy from you? <laughs> um, so at the moment, I'm only on Instagram, which is ridiculous because if I lost my Instagram tomorrow, I'd be pretty... I know, me too. I'd be Devo. I'd be Devo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it's like at pixie.divine on Instagram. Um, at the moment, I um, I kind of do all my products in collections. So it usually it's like once a month I'll do a drop. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've got another one coming up, I think, this Sunday. Wicked. Um, but then, you know, there'll be another one probably in like a month's time. So yeah, on Etsy amazing and yeah that's pretty much the only way you can get hold of me <laughs> that's all right though one spot one spot one... <laughs> well i love that people can find you nice and easy oh well there you go grief gang you can find pixie to find on instagram i'll of course put all the tags in the relevant place and the bio and everything like that but yeah please do check out frankie and her fantastic work um you'll get some nice stuff you get some nice stuff <laughs> that all is it yeah, exactly. All handmade. She's putting, she putting her blood, sweat and tears into that shit, guys. You better fucking purchase. <laughs> well, that is it, Grief Gang. Thank you so much for listening and, yeah, being here. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it and it set your week off to a great start. Whether you've laughed a little, cried a little, I mean, I think crying is good for the style or you've resonated with something that was said. Thank you for listening and spending time out of your day to do so. If you like what you hear, please do rate, review and subscribe. 
In doing so, you're ensuring that lots more people get to find the Grief Gang podcast and hopefully help them too. If you're not already, check out the Grief Gang on social media platforms such as Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. I'm most active on the Instagram page where I love, love, love to connect with you all. For now, take care and big, big love. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.